privilege. I know that we are getting ready for Christmas. Many of you are shopping and doing your last minute as we go through this time. And I also recognize that it'll be different for many of us who are making the challenging decisions on who we're going to be with during this season or not seeing our family. And so even during this time, I wanted to make sure that we were being consistent. Um, I want to go. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with you uh, on tonight, but I do uh, have a word that I want to share uh, with you that I hope is a blessing and that I hope continues to challenge us as we move forward on this journey. Also, let's be aware that we will have a brief time together during Christmas Eve on tomorrow. So Christmas Eve will have a small moment of worship, uh, a word and communion together. Um, so I'm looking forward to having you uh, for Christmas Eve and then I will see you virtually on Sunday. So again, uh, just get your Bibles and everything out so we can dig into the word today. On Christmas Eve, I'll do a, a brief virtual moment with communion, some worship and a, and a word um, for us. And then finally, on this Sunday, we will not be in person at the cathedral, but we will be virtual and we're looking forward to that time. So please stay connected to us. Please spend this time. Put a call into a family member. Let somebody know that you love them. If there are some things going on in your life that you know or some, some beef, if you will, that you're having with some people, go ahead. Call that person. Let's get it right. All right. We do not want uh, another day. I'm not even waiting until the new year. We don't want another day to go by with unresolved conflict um, in our lives. Let's go ahead and get those circumstances and situations together. Amen. So Sunday we were in Judges. We were talking about uh, why. When we are struggling with why, God, why am I in this circumstance? Why is this so hard? Why is this happening to me? Why um, am I going through what I'm going through? And this, uh, if you haven't heard Sunday, go back. The word is there available for you on Sunday. This is really the question that Gideon asked. Gideon had an issue with why, as the children of Israel had been placed into uh, the hand of Midianites and they're there and, you know, they are in a place where they're hiding their food and stuff is going on. And, and Gideon, if you just go ahead and turn to Judges chapter six, if you go ahead and turn to Judges chapter six and let's look at verse 12. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time in Judges, then we're going to run the first Peter. But in Judges chapter six, the angel of the Lord, verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared uh, to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. Then Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, look at verse 13. If the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? That was really the, the, the question. If you're with me, God, why? If you love me so much, why? If you're so great and you're so powerful and you're so caring, why? And so many of us are asking the why, but we forget that when the angel of the Lord had come to Gideon, the angel of the Lord actually, come, actually came to Gideon with the solution. 
But Gideon wanted to know why so bad that he was about to miss the solution to the problem while he complained about the problem itself. Please do not allow a time of complaining and a time of fussing and a time of trying to get to the bottom of why to cause you to miss the solution that God has. As a matter of fact, if you read further there, I won't go into it. If you read further there in that text in Judges, he says, go in this your might. All of that that you feel, just go in this your might and you'll defeat Midian, Midian excuse me, as one man. You're going to do it. And I need to speak that into somebody's life right now. You can do it, but you've got to allow God to give you the instructions. Not the instruction you want always, the instruction you need. The instru not the instruction you want, but the instruction that you need. You have to make sure that you are saying, okay, God, okay. God, I have, I have complained a lot. I have fussed a lot. I have been angry a lot. I've pouted a lot. I've thrown a lot of tantrums, but here I am, Lord. Give me the instruction that I need to get out of this. And you have to make sure that you're in, listen, the proper posture to receive that you have to, because the Lord wants us to be victorious. He wants that for you. The Lord wants you to be whole. The Lord wants you to prosper, but you oftentimes are getting, um, you know, you, you want your feelings and your emotions to be satisfied first. You want to make sure that God has given you everything that you want first. But the truth is, we're the fix. I want everybody who's listening to me right now to think about the thing you want changed today. I know it's popular to say by the end of the year, but think about the thing you want changed today. We're the fix. And when I say we're the fix, I'm saying if you allow the instruction of the Lord to permeate your life and then you walk that instruction out, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. And if he said it, he'll make it good. So today, as I go further, what should my posture be? When trouble seems consistent, when problems seem to be mounting, when bills seem to be mounting, whatever it is, how do I handle that? How do I handle the consistency of the problematic? How do I handle the consistency of the painful? How do I handle the consistency of the burden? How do I handle the consistency of the issue, the consistency of the pain? Look at verse Look at first Peter. How do I handle it? How do I handle consistency? God, because it seems like you want me to be consistent, but the pain is consistent. The hurt is consistent. The disappointment glory is consistent. Um, the, the, the amount of people who backbite me is consistent. How do I handle what is our posture? First Peter chapter four. First Peter chapter four. Now let's look at this here. And we're going to look at Verse 12, and, and, and this, this, this really blesses me. Look at this. Beloved, do glory. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you. Look for your testing as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the suffering of Christ, keep on rejoicing so that at so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exaltation. 
Now, 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 let's stop right here. What should our posture be? That was the question. When, when the enemy is consistent, what should my posture be? Well, there's a couple of things. There's three things I want to say as we go into to this. He says, beloved, do not be surprised. So the first thing I want you to write down is don't be surprised. Glory. Don't be surprised. Write that in your notes. Don't be surprised. What do you mean? What do you mean? Don't be surprised that the enemy is the enemy. I was trying to get to this Sunday. I just couldn't get there. Don't be surprised when the enemy acts like the enemy. You just have to make sure that you are prepared for the enemy to be what the enemy is. Don't be surprised. Nobody is surprised that the stove is hot. And because they're not surprised that the stove is hot, their actions are, watch that, in accordance with what they know. Mm. So don't be surprised. Now, some of you will take that and will say, cool, I'm cutting you off and cutting you off because you've done me wrong in 2020 and you did me wrong in 2019 and you doing me wrong now. And so, cool, I'm not surprised. No, 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 no. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Come on now. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and turn to Ephesians. Wasn't going to do that. Go ahead and turn to Ephesians uh, 6, 12 for our struggle, Ephesians 6, 12 for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, please understand, we're not doing anything great by cutting off flesh and blood. We're doing God's will when we struggle against the appropriate adversary. Many of you all year have been fighting someone who's not the legitimate adversary, fighting your spouse, but your spouse wasn't the adversary. What was the adversary? What, what, what did we just read? I'll go back to it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So I say to you, don't be surprised. Now, a lack of surprise does not mean a lack of care and compassion. Some of us in attempt in an attempt to protect ourselves, I'm going to protect our, I'm going to protect me. And you know, I'm going I'm going to make sure I'm okay. Some of us in an attempt to protect ourselves, we're cold. And we're 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 we're, we're, we're just disconnected from people cuz we got to protect ourselves. And because we're so cold and we're so disconnected, we're not operating in the mind of Christ. Jesus knew who Judas was, but he was never disconnected from Judas. Jesus knew that Peter would deny him, but he wasn't disconnected from Peter. Jesus knew that, that Thomas would have a trouble with believing, but he wasn't disconnected from Thomas. The mind of Christ, the mind of Christ is able to identify the spiritual weakness in someone. And while attacking the adversary in the person, love the person themselves. Don't be caught off guard by the enemy while still loving the person who may be oppressed or for the unbeliever possessed by them. Please understand, the scripture says, beloved, do not be surprised in 1 Peter 4.12. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you. Don't be surprised. 
Don't be caught off guard. Our life must be in a stage of readiness. It says, as if, as if, watch this. So, so it's coming up on you. Why? For your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. I can't believe it's happening to me. Don't be surprised. This thing is for your testing, for your development. It is, it is to ensure that your posture is right. What have you learned from what you went through? And if the lesson has not been absorbed, you're not prepared to go further. Mm. If the lesson has not been observed, if it has not uh, been embedded in you, if you're not walking according to what you've learned, you're not prepared to go forward. Don't be caught off guard. Our life. Our life must stay in a state of readiness. Somebody type in the comments, do not be surprised. Somebody pick up your cellular vice and go ahead and, and, and type out, don't be surprised. If we recall, if you remember the story of Jesus, they brought the boy to him and, and the disciples uh, actually had tried to heal the boy and they couldn't. And, and, and his father is upset. And he said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal them. And then after Jesus rebukes him, he says, such kind go off not out, but by prayer and fasting. Jesus then goes on to heal the boy. Mm. What is the implication? The implication is that Jesus stayed in a ready state of prayer and fasting. He doesn't say such kind go off not out, but by prayer and fasting and then decides to go pray and decides to say, give me three days to fast. No, Jesus remained in a state of readiness because the enemy is going to be the enemy. We have to make sure that we're prepared. We have to make sure that we're not surprised. The implication is clear. Jesus had a lifestyle of prayer. He had a lifestyle of fasting. What is your lifestyle? Do you have a lifestyle glory that is prepared for whatever the enemy is going to throw at you? Many of us figured out in 2020, that your lifestyle wasn't ready for testing. Your lifestyle wasn't ready to go and endure and handle. This does not mean that God wants us to walk around with our head down. Actually, to the contrary. God wants you to have life and life more abundantly. To the contrary, God wants you to walk in the newness of that life. To the contrary, God wants you to be prepared. But the thing is, many of us respond not from a place of readiness, but from a place of doubt, fear, and disbelief. Jesus has a lifestyle. What is yours? Do you have a lifestyle of holiness? Do you have a lifestyle of power? See, power is a lifestyle. Mm. Holiness is a life. Oh, man. Holiness is a lifestyle. It requires a particular regiment so that when the enemy comes, you're prepared to respond the appropriate way. Mm. So it says right there, going back. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for, for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But, look at 13, to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, look at this, keep glory on rejoicing. Keep, come on, somebody write it down. Keep on rejoicing. Keep on rejoicing so that, mm -hmm, underline that, so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exaltation. So the first step here, 
tonight in our Bible study, don't be surprised. Keep yourself in a posture of readiness. Your second step is rejoice. Yes, Lord. Rejoice. Keep on rejoicing. You mean to tell me that when any, when everything is happening to me, you want me to still be able to rejoice? Absolutely. You got to be able to rejoice even in the midst of it. You got to come on now. Is there anybody here who's going to say, come what may, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually. I will bless the Lord at all times times. That word there means in every season, in every circumstance, in every situation. Now, this is important at all times, at all times. As a matter of fact, turn to First Thessalonians real quick. Turn to First that Y'all know this text, but I need to show you something just so that we don't miss it. First Thessalonians chapter five, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 18 in everything. This is verse 18 in everything. Give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, in everything. I want you to notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say for everything. It says in everything. So watch this. My praise is not for it. Mm. My praise is in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not praising God for it. I'm praising God in it, there's a big difference because watch this. There are some things that happen that is, I, I'm not praising God for it. I'm praising God in it because some of the things that the devil tried, I'm not praising God for the demonic work. I'm praising God in the middle of it. I'm praising God that you tried it, but it didn't work. Come on now. I'm praising God that it came at me, but it didn't come into me. I'm praising him in it. That while I'm in the fire, I don't praise him for the fire, but I can praise him in the fire. I don't praise him for the report, but I can praise him in spite of the report. I'm praising him in it. I'm praising him in it. I'm going to confound the devil with my response. Yes, Lord. I will give the Lord my honor. I will give the Lord my thanks. I will give the Lord my praise because he's worth it. My circumstances doesn't matter. He's still worth it. He is worth my shout. He is worth my hallelujah. This is where we are. In this is a posture thing. It's a posture. Some of us right now need to say, I'm going to have a posture of, of praise. I'm going to have a posture of thanksgiving. Why? 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 It says, but to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing. Keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. I need somebody who's listening to me right now. I need you to think back over this year. Come on, you got breath. You're still listening to me. I need you to think back over this year. Think about all of the reports that we've seen. Think about all of the pain that we've experienced. Think about all of the things, people who we have seen who are no longer with us. Think about all of that and go, wait a minute, God, if you left me here, in spite of everything that I've done, in spite of everything that I've said, in spite of all of my mistakes, you decided to leave me here and give me the chance to get this thing right. I'm going to bless you. Yes, I am. I need somebody to not even worry about whether or not you in church or out of church, right there in your kitchen, right there in your living room. Go ahead and give God some honor, right wherever glory, right wherever you are. Just take a moment. 
and tell the Lord, thank you. Lift up your hands and tell the Lord you love him. Why? Because the Bible says, keep on rejoicing. Don't let nothing take your praise. Let nothing take your shout. Let nothing take your thanksgiving. Come on now. I'm going to bless him. I'm not waiting until New Year's Eve. I'm going to shout now right in the middle of it because the first thing, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised with the devil being the devil, but let me tell you something. I'm going to rejoice in, in everything. <laughs> Glory in everything. I'm going to praise him. Yes, I am. See, this is posture. Praise is my posture. Glory. Praise is my posture. Come on now. Praise is my posture. Now, what does the rest of the text say? I'm really almost through because there's only three things I need to tell you. So number one was don't be surprised. Number two was rejoice. This is the this is the posture. This is how you respond to the consistency of your trouble. This is how you handle it instead of why. This is the posture that you need to be in. Instead of why did this happen to me? Your posture is I'm not surprised. Your posture is I'm I rejoice. And here's the third thing. Watch this, what it says in first Peter chapter four, verse 14. This is the part that I love. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you're blessed. <laughs> Some of you are reviled, but Jesus had nothing to do with it. Oh, I'll leave that alone because the spirit of glory, the Holy Ghost and of God glory rest on you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a troublesome meddler. Some translations say busybody, somebody who always starting foolishness. But if anyone suffers, glory to God, if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed but is to glorify God in this name. Now it says, okay, 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 let's, 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 let's slow walk it down, all right? Instead of asking God why, instead of us being stuck in the, why did this happen to me? Why did you say this to me? Why did you treat me this way? Why did you stab me in the back? Why did you hurt my feelings? Why, why? Instead of that, okay, we're going for solutions. Come on now, because he's the God of the turnaround. He wants me to be victorious. He wants me to be whole. He wants me to prosper. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want me down. He doesn't want me out. He doesn't want me depressed. That is not God's will. He doesn't want me sick. No, 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 no. God doesn't want you sick. No, 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 no. He wants your whole. He wants you healed. He wants you set free. So I got to be in the right posture. And that posture means that first of all, when the devil comes, I can't be surprised. I'm not going to let you take me off guard. No, no, not another day. Not another day. I, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be cold. Come on, I'm recapping. I'm not going to be cold. I'm not going to be mean. I can separate the person from their issue. Yes, I'm going to be mature. I'm going to be able to recognize when the enemy is working in you or through you. I'm going to be able to recognize when you are oppressed. Yes. Or possessed. Yes, I am. And I'm not going to be caught off guard. I'm going to be in a posture that when it comes to me, I can handle it and I'm going to handle it. Watch this by rejoicing. I'm going to praise even in the middle of it. And then watch this. When the trouble comes, I need you to write this down. I'm going to respond. This is where I want to get tonight. I'm going to respond like a Christian. That's it. I need somebody to write that down. Respond like a a Christian. Oh, yes, Lord. Respond. Write it in the comments. Like 
a Christian. Number one, don't be surprised. Number two, rejoice. Here's number three, respond like a Christian. Here's what it says. When the, when the enemy comes, when the enemy comes, it says in verse 15, make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a troublesome meddler. So watch this. When the enemy does what the enemy is going to do, because the devil going to be the devil. When the enemy does what the enemy is going to do. Now, if, when the enemy does what the enemy is going to do. The Bible says, make sure that you're in the right posture when it comes to your door. It says, when it comes to you, you got to make sure that you're not a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a troublesome meddler. See, okay, let me make it practical. When somebody does something to you that could be, watch this, fueled by an enemy working on, in, or through them, we have to make sure that we are in the posture of holiness uh huh. when it comes to us. Glory. You, uh, in the world, they would say two wrongs don't make a right. So when the trouble comes, I can't already be in trouble when trouble gets to me. Because, watch this, I'm out of position when that takes place. I tell people all the time, you have to do right because it's right, not because other people are doing right. Let me go, let me make it even simpler. You know, it's like the little kid who's talking in class and they're talking with a group of their friends. So everybody in the class is talking. Watch this. Now, talking in class is wrong. The teacher has told you to be quiet. Everybody is talking. And so you get called out. Little Johnny, yes. You need to come over here, sit at the front of the class, whatever your punishment is because you're talking in class. Little Johnny says, but they were talking too. As if their talking somehow cancels your talking. Okay? As if their sin somehow cancels your sin. So you're pointing the finger at how they hurt you as if the open, unconfessed, unrepented sin in your life somehow is negated because of what they did to you. When the trouble comes, you have to make sure that you're not suffering as someone that's in trouble because, watch this, you still got to reap what you sow. Little Johnny is still going to get in trouble because little Johnny is talking in class regardless of what the rest of the class is doing. They treated me wrong, yes, but you are wrong. You can be wrong about something else and when someone does something to you, you then, <laughs> you are then suffering as someone who has wrong in their heart. 
The Bible tells us we have to respond as Christians. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief, an evildoer or troublesome man. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, let's go back. Don't be surprised. Rejoice. Respond like a Christian. If anyone suffers as a Christian, he's not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in his name. Respond like a Christian. That's what keeps us in alignment with the Lord. I'm going to respond like a Christian. I'm not going to respond in anger. I'm not going to respond in, in, in spite. I'm not going to respond in bitterness. I'm going to respond like a Christian. We don't want the trouble to cause us to respond like an unbeliever. When I say respond like a Christian, this is not a call to put on an act low. This is not that, because some of us, you know, you, you'll hear respond like a Christian and you'll start acting. Praise the Lord. No, 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 no. That's responding. Uh, that's churchy. Uh, uh, when I say respond like a Christian, this is a call to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't understand. To respond like a Christian, I got to make sure that the only thing in me is the mind of Christ. I got to make sure that the only thing in me is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Why? Because when the enemy tries to come at me and he comes to poke at me and to fight as he's as he's tearing away, the only thing that he should be exposing is more and more of, of, of God in me. The only thing that should be in me to respond is God. Whatever button they push. It should only allow God to come out. If I fill a glass with water and I throw, you know, something at that glass to disrupt it, the only thing that the glass can spill is water. If I pick up that glass and throw it against the wall, the glass may be broken, but the only thing that can come out of the glass is water. If I take that glass and I turn it over, the glass position may have been disrupted, but the only thing that can come out is water. If we're full of the Holy Ghost, the enemy can come and shake us, but the only thing that can come out is God. The enemy can try to pick us up and throw us. And even if we're broken for a moment, the only thing that comes out of us is God. The enemy can try to tip us over, but the only thing that we spill is God. This is what I mean by respond like a Christian. Don't be surprised. Rejoice. And then respond like a Christian. Some of us this year haven't been responding like Christians. You've been responding every other way to everybody else. But if you are going to handle these whys, if you're going to get to the instruction, I told all of you when we started this series, God was going to turn it around in seven Sundays. We have one Sunday left. And I'm telling you right now, just to build, get your faith up, to build your faith, we've seen turnarounds. We've seen signs, wonders, and miracles this whole time. From the first Sunday I said it, we've been seeing it. 
And yes, your flesh, some of you, your flesh right now is resisting, especially that last one, respond like a Christian. Because you see that type of response as weak, but it's really the powerful. It's really mature because you recognize that even when people do wrong by you, it's not them. It's what was on in or working through them. But if the only thing in you is the Holy Ghost, there's nothing in you that can't respond like a Christian. That's the challenge. Don't be surprised. Rejoice. Respond like a Christian. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace.